Warning. This show may contain blunders, tangents, and inaccuracies. We try, but words are hard. Spoilers are inevitable. You've been warned. Lastly, the following is the opinion of two middle-aged media junkies. Try not to get butthurt if we say something you don't like. <clears throat> Viewer discretion is advised. Did we spend too much time talking about penises? Uh, I think we spent an appropriate amount. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sequel Centric. We take a look at follow-ups in media and see how they stack up against their predecessors. I'm Duff, and he is the stew to my alley, Nate. How's it going, Duff? It's a new year. Yeah, 2021! <laughs> is it going to be the same uh, shit fest as last year, or, or slightly better? Uh, hopefully, hopefully slightly better. Hopefully it's slightly better, because 20, let's face it, 2020 was a shit show and a half. Um, in case you don't know what the show is about, we take a look at uh, music, movies, uh, TV shows, spinoffs. Um, hey, we've got some video games uh, lined up for 2021 that we're going to do. So, uh, yeah, we do a bunch of stuff. If you want to keep up to date with us, you can uh, check us out Facebook, uh, yeah, you know, down here somewhere, and, uh, and Instagram. Check it out. Sign up. I post all sorts of interesting stuff. Yeah, he's a goofball. He handles all our Instagram posts and uh, God Facebook. help us all. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> anyway, to celebrate the new year, we're taking uh, a look uh, at a movie franchise that um, is very reminiscent. Considering I can, uh, I can still feel the mild hangover from uh, this new year. Well, that's the whole thing about this franchise, right? Supposed to party, and then you party so hard you don't remember wake up try to piece the whole thing back together yeah do you know if todd phillips was inspired by the 1984 classic bachelor party with tom hanks yeah no that does make sense it feels like it but kind of like a reverse thing you know yeah uh i don't know though uh in bachelor party were they getting roofied well there was a a horse or a mule that took a whole bunch of drugs <laughs> movie you saw all the craziness but in this one it's like a mystery so they're trying to you know piece it together on what happened which i think really works for this franchise you know yeah and you know what you're getting into exactly well, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, which we are infamous for, uh, the Hangover crew heads to Thailand, or Thailand as Alan so infamously calls it, uh, for Stu's wedding. Yes, Stu's getting married again. Isn't it fab? Uh, after the disaster of a bachelor party in Las Vegas last year, Stu is playing it safe with a mellow pre-wedding brunch. Yeah, at the IHOP. <laughs> However, nothing goes as planned, and Bangkok is the perfect setting for another adventure with the Rowdy Group. Nate, what is your history with this franchise, my friend? My history with the franchise, I believe, is like most people. Uh, 2009, the first one came out. When Santa and I saw it in the theater, I laughed so hard, it hurt, my sides hurt. So when I found out that they were making a sequel, I'm, I'm like, I'm all in. For better or for worse, I am all in on this one. Yeah. 
It's so clever. I mean, there's been enough. I think Hollywood's done enough like party movies in general, right? So that's what uh, previous party movies are all about. Uh, the whole, you see what's going on. In this case, you, you see them take a toast and then there's a time lapse and they wake up and they don't remember one single thing. So they got to piece the whole thing together. Memento you know? style, yeah. It works so well. And then the second one, he pretty much used the same formula, but did, kind of mixed it up a bit. I think that's the genius of uh, the franchise, you know? And Todd Phillips just, I think he knew what he was doing. What about you, Duff? What's your history with the franchise? When the original first came out, I was working for uh, an IT company with a bunch of uh, IT guys that uh, apparently weren't legit IT guys. They were more like jocks that uh, chose the IT sector when they realized they couldn't get a scholarship. And so I dealt with the stuff nine to five. I really wasn't a fan of the jock-based, oh, dude, let's get messed up, and, you know, all shit breaks loose kind of movies. It was like, uh, you know, some people just don't like stupid humor, like Jim Carrey. Uh, some people just don't like that type of humor. Well, I don't. I at the time I didn't like that type of movie because it was too close to home. I was dealing with the crap and the nonsense and the games and the pranks all day. Uh, so I really, I, I saw the movie. I wasn't a fan. Uh, and when it came to the sequel, I wasn't really interested. That being said, when watching it with a point, when watching it because, well, crap, you want to do this movie? Okay, yeah, it's a good movie. Let's let's talk about it. That means I actually have to watch it. But quite honestly, I rewatched the first one and I saw it without the bias of being inundated by nonsensical games and, and jockery. Uh, I, I was at a point where I was like, okay, let's just watch it for what it is, a comedy. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it my wife, who also uh, doesn't happen to like these types of movies, she also uh, stole a giggle or two out of it. And it was it was funny. It was too slapstick to hold up in reality. Um, but that's exactly what it is. It's a slapstick comedy, so why not watch it for what it is? And when watching the second one, I, 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 it had me laughing so loud that I think I woke up my wife because she was sleeping at the time. Uh, <laughs> Way to go, Duff. Yeah, I'm good like that. What can I say? Well, no, I would have to say Todd Phillips. I, I don't know what inspired him or what how he wrote it or what there's a there's a bit of genius here um it's 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 almost like sherlock holmes right you gotta what's the mystery you know i'm gonna stop you real quick you're giving a lot of uh props to the director but uh lest we forget the the movie was also written by craig mazin and, and scott armstrong as well uh and they have uh top billing as writers so let's also give credit to them why don't we I wouldn't say it's a problem, but I always tend to focus on the director. Yeah. Like in Star Wars, I always focus on George Lucas, even though there, there was other influences or other movies. Now, that being said, I definitely credit John Favreau for all of the wonderful work he is doing with The Mandalorian. Uh, but alas, that's another episode.
So I see your point. When I saw the first one, uh, it caught me off guard, laughed funny, and just from a, a comedic point of view, really brilliant. And how they approached something that was had been done several times, you know, party, party, party. You yeah, see but the they party. made it new. They made it new, and yeah. they really did a great job of making it magical. They made it as good as any other sequel could be. There's one pro and con about this movie. It's the same. How the what? Oh, well, one of the one of the pros is it's the Hangover Two uses the same formula as Hangover Hangover One, which one could also say it's also a con. Oh, okay, so see that, that now it makes yeah. sense yeah, to yeah. my brain. Okay, Todd Phillips and the writers, I think, did a good job. Uh, Keeping the same formula, but mixing it up just enough where you're seeing something uh, fresh and new. I actually agree with that. <laughs> of course, I agree with that. Like there was a tiger in the first movie, but there was a monkey in this one, you know, yeah. little things. And I think the monkey kind of doubles as the pet and Carlos, the baby from the first movie. Sure. Yeah. Carlos. Uh, and uh, man, Carlos. Uh, I watched the third one as well. Oof, Carlos. Do you remember me? No. Are you my real dad? Anyway, uh, that's another episode. You got any pros, Duff? I've got a lot of pros. A, the gang's all back together. You know my feelings about doing a sequel and having different actors fill in. I really, uh, I love, Bradley Cooper is one of my favorite actors of late. Uh, he's, he's, he's done a lot of good stuff. And this is another example of that. So Ed Helms is wonderful. You get them together and it's, it's just brilliant. So I think they've got great chemistry, yes. So that's definitely a pro. Um, now, on the same token as what you were saying, Nate, is it's the same. It's the same formula. And when I look at a sequel, I hold that really close. Uh, it, it's got to have a believable plot, and it can't just be a negligible repeat of the last movie. They do a good job of explaining the the repeatable situations. Uh, and, and man, I hate Alan with a passion. He's, uh, I view these three guys as sort of like the modern day Three Stooges, you know? That's a good observation, yeah. Another pro for me is the fact that they, they kind of upped the ante, right? Because the first one was in Vegas. This was this movie's in Thailand, and most of us know that Thailand is crazier than Vegas. Oh yeah. So, so once I found that out about the movie, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. Yeah. If they do a fourth one, they'd have to go to some place crazy like uh, Amsterdam. <laughs> that could have been the third one. Yeah. But yeah, but would it have been believable? I don't think there's any wife in their right mind, Lauren included, that's going to let their their significant other go out of the country with those two jokers 
after the, the the results of not only the first one but the second one True. and i think the way they did the third one was the only b- believable way to roll out another one uh and if they did a fourth one oh man i don't know that they could pull it off well like you said you know you got to uh have some believability factor and um at least with this movie it 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 gives you nods to the first movie and how crazy it went. And that's why, you know, Stu wanted his bachelor party at an IHOP, yeah. you know, and, and, and Phil is just like, this is bullshit, you know, because <laughs> he safe. wanted a, yeah. he wanted another bachelor party. You know, I like the fact that Stu's uh, fiance was from Thailand or at least her parents. So that got them and everybody to Thailand, which is kind of the setup. And then, from there, the movie unfolds. You're right. The thing that made it so believable is that she was from Thailand. And Phil even made us think about how it's so unfair that it's in Thailand, which is great for you guys, but unfair and everyone else who's got to take a 16-hour flight. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about a con here, uh, and it's one of the... the one of the one of the only ones I really have, uh, and it's comedic, so I'll, I'll give it a pass. Um, what's up with all the dicks? You in Bangkok, sweetie? There's a reason they don't call it Bangkok. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Wow. I don't get it. Is this a magic show? Oh, like I'm, I'm, I, I think it's funny as hell seeing a prosthetic dick on a, on a, on a, on a Thai girl, but uh, Ken Jong, whew. What is that? We don't know. There's a worm. It's a mushroom. Yeah, shiitake. <laughs> is it a mushroom? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess, I, uh. I don't, is that a con? I, I don't know. It's one of those, like, spitting the liquid you're drinking out of your nose moments because it's just so unexpected. You're not watching a Monty Python. You don't expect to see dicks waving around. So I think the way they did the prosthetic with the stripper was was hilarious. But the fact that that was really Ken Jong's piece out there for everyone to see and that's where the courageous part comes in i'd say i'm average but i don't feel comfortable putting my piece out there for the world to see and i'm sure the world thanks me for that uh you first of most i think todd phillips did it for shock value yeah it was shocking to see mr chow jump out of the car in the first movie just butt naked yeah one could say there's maybe a little bit too many penises in this movie but you know thailand's just been known for crazy stuff i mean you, you got a what a 10 year old boy getting a tattoo then you decided to get a tattoo cried like a little bitch this kid's nine years old he's got balls twice your size show him your balls now no 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 Wait, that's okay. <laughs> yeah that's outrageous <laughs> yeah you know is. and that's the great thing about this movie thailand takes it to the next level you know vegas everybody knows vegas everyone yeah. knows what happens in vegas stays on vegas and youtube and maybe that's why Todd Phillips knew that the only way he was going to up the ante from the first one is to go to Thailand. Well, sure. And I think and they it worked for me. And me as well. 
And speaking of Chow, it was cool to see him. I, I didn't know what to expect and how they'd roll Chow into it, but they, they did a, a, I think they did a stand-up job on that as well. So I'll give that a pro. And here's another con, just because it's it's one of them things I feel I have to, uh, I have to kind of mention. Um, that poor pig. Oh, the dead pig? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes during a chase scene, you just never know what you're going to hit. Yeah. Sort of like uh, in Speed, when we all thought when the bus hit the... Oh, the uh, b- the carriage, yeah. The carriage, and we all thought... Oh, God! Oh, there was a baby in it, and then aluminum cans flew everywhere, and it's like, oh, okay, but it's like... Yeah, I think everyone's heart skipped the beat. When I saw that movie, I'm like, are they really doing this? Are they really going to hit a baby? Yeah, no. In a movie that has never been done before, but they, but it's, once again shock value right yeah in a, in a good way and i think sandra bullock's horror shown on her face was just totally enough to sell it well the same thing with Stu when he hit the pig and it was all over him and just those hysterical screams that he gives out are just oh my word <laughs> sorry Stu, my bad so hilarious yeah yeah i love Stu. he, he just you know Especially in the first dweeb. one, we got, we got to burn this cop car, and <laughs> feels like I'm not burning a cop car. I'm a, no, this is an evidence, <laughs> and it just and, and the same thing with the second movie. The first movie, he uh, slips everybody, you know, roofy, but there was supposed to be ecstasy. In this one, Alan sees uh, Teddy as competition, like he's trying to weasel his way in, but that's not that's not not the thing. But so he he got some special marshmallows. For Teddy, but like he said, they got mixed around, and once again, the whole thing unfolds, and th- th- they got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know, have I mentioned how bad Alan sucks? <laughs> Alan considers you to be one of his best friends. I consider Alan to be insane. Stu, throw him a bone. Doug already said his dad would pay for everything he eats and everything he breaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, what? we should see if we could squeeze the old man to cover the bachelor party. Yeah, well, he's uh, he I, he's special. Alan means well, but he constantly screws up you know well he's a classic stay-at-home son thanks papa bye-bye that was uh my dad i'm a stay-at-home son we were discussing your wedding gift he's sparing no expense he's almost like a child right especially when he started to cry when they had to give the monkey away you know he puts the monkey now my hat it's worse than this day get jesus christ another pro for me is man, you're just loaded uh, with pros today. Well, this in my opinion, this movie's got a lot of pros and very little cons. I don't like a, another episode we did where a particular movie had a lot of cons and very little pros. Yeah, um, that one. Yeah, like I said, the pro of this movie it 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 takes a lot from the first movie. It's also the con, but I, once again they. The, the writers and the director just tweaked it just enough that you're it's the same formula, but you're still watching a new, you know, movie. Yeah. Another pro for me involving Stu was waking up with a tattoo on his face. That and then was feels crazy. like, oh, my God, he's like, oh. and he immediately thinks of his teeth because of the last time. Yeah. No, don't freak out. 
it's a tattoo. And, and, it, it, and it's the Matt, Mike Tyson tattoo, yeah. which is even more hilarious. Oh my God. What the f Ow. That's good. Why don't you try to wash it off? It's not coming off. This is a real tattoo! Yeah, and at the end of the movie... Yeah, he was singing the Bangkok song was hilarious. Bad singer. Horrible singer. Horrible but the singer. sheer fact that they brought him back for that little cameo was uh, perfect. One of the high moments of the first movie was the song. Uh, they were waiting for the tiger to pass asleep and Stu uh, <laughs> yeah. came up with that little ditty, right? And, and he came up with another... Great ditty, whether going down the river, you know. <laughs> marshmallows on a stick. I got in the ass by a girl with a dick. <laughs> I remember that. The Allentown was a great mockery of a, a, a wonderful Billy Joel song. And while we're talking about Billy Joel, I really applaud the use of the Down Easter Alexa song from Stormfront. Uh, it, it's a great song. It's near and dear to my heart because I'm a Long Islander myself. And to hear it used for the flight montage was uh, pretty great. It, it didn't really make sense based on what the song's about, but it was pretty great. I think sometimes when you're making a TV, a commercial or a movie or something, um, when they pull a song, I think sometimes it's the ditty, the melody, uh, the beats in the background, and not the actual words. I mm -hmm. think, yeah, that they're tr they're trying to capture that moment. Well, it definitely worked. So I think we've already put the cart before the horse, which apparently we're good at. Uh, it definitely sequels for me from Stu's Broken Pieces. I'm still putting the broken pieces of my psyche back together. And his misadventures with the uh, Thai girl. <laughs> it was just, I don't know, it, it just classic slapstick at its finest. I agree with you, Duff. It sequels for me. Uh, the same formula worked. They tweaked it just enough so you're getting a new experience. But all the laughs are there. Stuff happens to Stu. Uh, Phil's got a be in charge and keep cool and alan's just being alan yeah and once again these guys uh they make the movie they make all three movies they said it in the movie it's funny in any language when a monkey nibbles on a penis it's funny in any language <laughs> so i'm giving it a a, a definite watch oh really this is an interesting switch up <clears throat> i would say buy it <laughs> normally it's the other way around duff it's that this is interesting that i say i'm saying bye this time you're saying watch well i'm only saying watch because uh, I, I again if you're not into slapstick if you're not into jock humor if you're not into party movies this isn't for everyone but if you know what you're getting into definitely watch it uh you'll probably end up buying it but it's not for everyone well, you heard it here on Duff and Nate sequel centric. Watch it. Do you want me to go with uh, bye? 
Because I really no 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 no. I thought it was no. I, I thought it was genuinely good. No 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 hey no. This is the thing that because this I, is the first time where where you gave it a different. Uh, a, I don't want to say a lower, a lower rating. rating. It is a yeah. lower rating. And that's what I was saying. Holy crap! You know, usually you give it the buy it, and I give it the watch it. Now this time it, it you know, yeah, it's it, a no, I want you, I want you to stay with it because this, this will be good. Anybody that's watched every single one yeah. knows that most of the time you say buy, it, I say watch it. So this will be a great twist for everybody. Okay. Don't get me wrong; it's a genuine treat to watch if you're uh, a, a person that isn't offended by much, like. Well, apparently Nate and myself, uh, but it's for sure not for everyone. So, yeah, I give it a watch. It It is definitely buyable, though, if you're a fan. <laughs> Before we get out of here, uh, I just I don't want to stop talking about it uh, just yet because it is such a funny movie. Uh, anything you want to and any fun scenes you enjoyed from it? Yeah, at the very end with a high speed boat chase and Alan's driving and he doesn't slow down. He just. He rails launches it. and yeah. launches and wrecks the speedboat right uh, where everybody's where the uh, Stu and his fiance are supposed to get married. Yeah, yeah, definitely a memorable scene. I know crap moment for me is uh, at the end with when Mike Tyson came out. Bangkok, the city don't know what the city is getting. That was a nice little treat with the first movie with the tiger. You found out. It was Mike Tyson's tiger, right? And Alan just took a punch of Mike Tyson. So the sheer fact that they brought him back, again, was, for me, a sheer delight. Speaking of the Tyson tattoo, uh, fun tidbit, the uh, reaction from Bradley Cooper was genuine. He had not seen the tattoo. And so when you saw it on screen, when we saw it on screen, that was him seeing it for the first time. So his, his reaction was pretty priceless on that one. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, here's another interesting tidbit. Uh, the actor that plays the tattoo artist yes. was originally, Todd Phillips originally wanted Mel Gibson to play that, but it was shortly after his little rant in public and everything, so mm. uh, they had to find another actor. So, But it, I think that would have been interesting to see Mel Gibson as the, uh, the tattoo proprietor. Yeah. Love him or hate him, he's an amazing actor. And movies like Ransom just go to show just how amazing he really is. So uh, it would have been great to see him as as the tattoo guy. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to separate the artist from the art. And, I mean, for me, one of the things I love about uh, Mel Gibson is the Lethal Weapon movies, which we... Should get to one day. Well, what do you want to hear, man? Do you want to hear that sometimes I think about eating a bullet? Huh? Well, I do. And Braveheart, Ransom, I and mean, the list goes on and on. Other ones that might be a miss, like Bird on a Wire with Goldie Hawn and some other, you know, ones. But, uh, yeah, it would have been interesting to see him. But sometimes you got to make certain decisions to to, pro to progress uh, getting the movie done. And, and the actor that played, I don't remember his name. That played the tattoo guy. I think he did a great job. Yes. I mean, I want to say Mel Gibson, the next choice was Liam Neeson, but he couldn't do it. Am I making that up? Uh, no, they... he was replaced by Liam Neeson, co-writer and director Todd Phillips later wanted to reshoot Neeson's scene, but Neeson was unavailable to return as he was filming Wrath of the Titans. So the scene was subsequently reshot with Nick Cassavetes. Hmm. Interesting. 
I've got one. Uh, talking about Teddy uh, earlier, the achievements that uh, were all stated as his, uh, you know, high IQ, played violin, elected to student council, and graduated at the age of 16. Those are all actual achievements from Ken Jeong. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Yeah, was... Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, well, the That's more an interesting you know. tidbit. Now you know. Yeah. I love that they brought Brian Callen in. I, I've been a fan of Brian Callen. Uh, he's a he's a he's a comedian, and he's I mean, heck, I've uh, he was a, a, a DJ in Frasier. Out a good fifty extra pounds of ass. Frasier Payne has got unbelievable stamina. Frasier, where do you get your energy? Lavender, rose hips, and a little Tahitian vanilla. So he's been doing this for a little bit, and it was cool to see him play Samir in this one. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, uh, and as a matter of fact, in case you didn't recognize him in this one as Samir, he also played the chapel director in the last film. You know what? I'm glad you made that comment because I watched one and two almost back to back, and they kind of look the same. And I thought I was, like, imagining it, but I should have, you know, read the credits, which sometimes by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're like, eh. That's the great thing about physical physical or, or digital like ask it but uh, that's it for this one guys be sure to tell us what you think in the comments follow us on facebook and instagram at sequel centric or if you want to get a hold of us via email show at sequelcentric.com is how to do that i'm duff i'm nathan and until next time ask yourself this question does it sequel be sure to subscribe to our podcast for the latest episodes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at SequelCentric for the latest updates. And consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Want more? There's lots of exclusive content on our Centrics page at patreon.com forward slash SequelCentric. SequelCentric is hosted by Nathan Blake and Patrick Duffy. SequelCentric is produced by Patrick Duffy.